0: You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to BridgesNashville.com. Well, it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards and it cost $150 million to make. The movie Master and Commander is one of my all-time favorite movies with one of my all-time favorite actors, Russell Crowe. Now the movie isn't completely based on a true story per se, but the Royal Navy Museum considers real life sea captain Lord Thomas Cochrane to be the inspiration behind the film. And as the movie unfolds, you start to understand just how important the role of a sea captain is for his crew out on the ocean. You see, the captain holds the ship. He makes all of the decisions that no one else wants to make He gives direction and vision to the crew. He steers the crew to safety. And when it comes time to fight, the captain has the ultimate game plan. And throughout this movie, it's hard not to fall in love with the main character, Captain Jack Aubrey. He is the master and commander of the HMS Surprise. And much like Jesus, Jack is a captain you want to follow not one who leads with a harsh and strict authority but one who leads with love and compassion as we continue our series jesus is i want to share a message today that i hope inspires your faith but also challenges you today my prayer is that we feel conviction in the areas of our lives where we need to change and that we feel encouragement on the areas of our life where we're on the right path today you see in this Series so far, as we've been looking at the the person of Jesus Christ, we've seen that Jesus is Savior, He is Shepherd, He's the Light of the world, He is our Redeemer. And last week during our first Sunday gathering, Pastor David preached a message that Jesus is supernatural, He's above our natural, He is the God of the impossible, the miracle worker. If you missed any part of the series, you can catch up on our YouTube page or by listening to our podcast. We've got all of the series available there. And today we're gonna go one more step further. Jesus is Lord and Master, 1 Corinthians 4.1. Think of us as servants of Christ who have been given the work of explaining God's mysterious ways. Now here we, we read Paul's words. Paul is the primary author of the New Testament. He wrote about two thirds of it. And he's telling the early believers how they should regard himself and other apostles and teachers of Jesus Christ—not as celebrities, but as first and foremost servants. In fact, the Greek word used here for servant is hyperetas, and it translates into under oarsmen. Go back to my opening story with the movie Master and Commander, and this might help you get a little bit of a word picture. For what paul is talking about when he says the word servant or the greek word hyperides see all of us are on the ship of life and we're moving forward but we're not the ones calling the shots we're not setting the course of direction see if we're truly christ followers then there can only be one leader in this thing jesus christ and paul likens himself to those people on the old wooden ships often in roman times they were below the deck rowing the boat. They were called under oarsmen, unseen, following the orders of their captain. If you're taking notes today, jot this down. There is one Lord and that is not you. That is not me. Another way to say it is, He is God and I am not. Jesus is Lord. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but Today, it seems like people just do whatever they want. They say what they want to say. They go where they want to go. There's not a ton of accountability and reliability in our culture. Why? Because people have become their own master, their own Lord. It reminds me of this passage in the Old Testament, in a day and age that was filled with chaos in ancient Israel, Judges 17.6. In those days, Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. I can't think of a better descriptor of our Western culture than this passage. Everyone did what they saw right in their own eyes. Everyone did whatever they wanted. Listen, when you live with a self-serving, self-gratifying mentality, you're always gonna wind up alone. And that's not really a shocker, is it? Because You've made your life all about you. But when you follow and you look at the lead of Jesus Christ, when you ask him to be the Lord of your life, you have to lay down all of that selfishness and you trade all of the selfishness for something greater, to follow someone greater. You become, you become a part of something much greater than just yourself. This phrase, Jesus is Lord, was actually a a greeting that the early church said to one another as they passed each other out on the street. Whenever a new believer was baptized, they would declare, Jesus is Lord. This phrase became a signature statement of the first century church. Now, in our 21st century context, it might not seem like that big of a deal to say the words, Jesus is Lord, because today, at least for now, we've got Freedom of religion here. Not so much the case in ancient Rome. No freedom of religion. The Roman Empire called the shots. They had gods and goddesses for everything. Their culture was filled with idols and mythology, worshiping a polytheistic landscape. And so when you said Jesus is Lord, it was a big deal. You were going against popular belief of the time. And then you had Caesar. Caesar ruled, and he made everyone call him Lord. See, once a year, every Roman citizen had to appear before a Roman official with incense and basically worship Caesar, saying "Caesar es curios," which means Caesar is Lord. "Curios" is an ancient Greek word for Lord, and believers were often persecuted for not declaring that. Rather, they would say "Christos is curios" or Christ is Lord. There is only one Lord and Master, and His name is Jesus Christ. Second, if you're taking notes today, write this down. You cannot serve two masters. And Mark Batterson's book, All In, he reminds us that if Jesus isn't Lord of all, then Jesus isn't Lord at all. You cannot add anything to Jesus You can't substitute anything for him. You can't say, well, I want to follow after Jesus, but I also want to live a life without sacrifice. I want to follow Jesus, but I don't really want to serve anybody. I don't really want to give to those in need. And listen to me, when you add anything to Jesus, you actually take away from what Jesus has for you. Jesus plus anything equals nothing, but Jesus plus nothing equals everything. He is more than enough. Jesus is Lord. So let him be. God will not share his throne. You cannot serve two masters. You know, for some people, a significance and notoriety and affirmation might be their master. They'll do anything to be known and recognized. For other people, maybe career is their master. For some people, they could put an unhealthy relationship at the center of their life and therefore it becomes an idol and takes the place that only Jesus was meant to have in our lives. I would even say that nowadays, entertainment has become a master and an idol for people? Listen to me, if you can spend five hours binging on Netflix but you can't find 30 minutes in the morning to spend time reading and praying, I'm just saying. Whatever has your time has your attention. And usually, whatever has your attention has first dibs on your heart. You know, for many people, their master, their Lord, is the almighty dollar. And that was the story with a rich young man that we read about in the Gospels. This man came to Jesus with a question, but he had done everything right by the book. I mean, on the outside, the rich young ruler looked like he had everything put together to live an ideal and righteous life. He only lacked one thing. He hadn't made Jesus Lord of all. He wasn't willing to part with his riches and give to the poor. His possessions possessed him. You know, in our house churches this week, we're going to dive into this passage from Matthew chapter 19 about the conversation between the rich young ruler and Jesus. And we're going to dive into this with some Bible study. We're going to ask some questions that are dedicated to this passage. We're going to search our hearts in house church because this is so pivotal to the issue of who is Lord in your life. Now, if you're joining us from outside the Nashville area and you're not able to make it to a house church, I would encourage you to read this passage at some point today in Matthew. Jesus called out the God of money that rules so many hearts. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said this, "'No one can serve two masters, "'for you will hate one and love the other. "'You will be devoted to one and despise the other. "'You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money.'" That's Matthew 6, 24. In some biblical translations, the word money is substituted for mammon. French theologian Jacques uh, Ellul said, we absolutely must not minimize the parallel that Jesus draws between God and mammon. They are both after your whole heart. The spirit of mammon comes down to one word, greed, and it never satisfies. It never satisfies. Only Jesus can do that. God is a jealous God. He wants all of you. When you start to lust and desire after more and more money, let me just tell you that that desire is a black hole. Now listen to me. Scripture never says that money is evil, just the love of money. 1 Timothy 6.10 For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. So how can you... How do you make sure that that doesn't become your master? How do you make sure that money doesn't become your Lord and master? Well, you have to hold on to it loosely. You have to think of yourself not as an owner, but as a steward. Everything that God blesses you with, including money, is just that. It's a blessing. And we are blessed to be a blessing to others. Everything that we get as a blessing, it's all from God and it's all for God. There's a little litmus test on how to find out what has your heart. What are you not willing to part with? What are you not willing to part with? When I was a young kid, we had a Nintendo NES, the original. And at one point, all we wanted to do was play Nintendo all day, every day. I'm pretty sure it became an idol in me and my brother's life. And I'm pretty sure we were prompted by my parents. But we got to a point where we had to just give that thing away. We had to get rid of our Nintendo. Otherwise, it would have led to our Demise. Is there something in your life that you've placed above Jesus? And if it's money and you find yourself today having a hard time chasing the almighty dollar and struggling with greed, let me just recommend a book. It's called I Like Giving. It talks about how to live generously. I like giving. If you're not tithing and investing into what God is doing here at Bridges, that's a great place to start with generosity. Tithing is an act of obedience and an act of worship. Now, if you're not familiar with tithing, this is a biblical principle that we see all throughout the Bible, where the people of God gave back a tenth of what they earned. It was their first. It was their best. Now, this isn't a message on giving today, but that's making Jesus Lord. It's trusting him with your finances. And if there's one area in our lives that can creep in and steal our heart and try to take control of us, it's often our finances. I think it was Mother Teresa who once said, giving gets you closer to God and cleanses the heart of greed. Isn't that an amazing phrase? Is he Lord over everything in your life or have you compartmentalized Jesus to fit into what you want to do and who you want to be, and who you want Him to be. Are you following after Jesus, or is it the other way around, and have you asked Jesus to follow after you? One of the most sobering verses in all of the Bible happens in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. Isn't that a sobering passage of Scripture? We've got to do His will. You cannot serve two masters. If Jesus isn't Lord of all, then He's not Lord at all. Thirdly, if you're taking notes today, write this down. Jesus is a master you can trust. Going back to the movie Master and Commander, the crew followed Captain Jack Aubrey because they trusted Him. See, he had a track record of faithfulness. He had proved himself time and time again to be a good and worthy captain. They knew that he wouldn't lead them astray. Listen, Jesus is the greatest captain, the greatest master that you could ever follow. He leads to life. He restores the broken. He sets the captive free. And he's the only one who can satisfy the deep longing for meaning and truth. You can trust him. See, it's all about trust. This faith journey takes full surrender. You have to put your life in his hands fully, not halfway. It's an all or nothing commitment. You won't find the full life that Jesus offers if you only go halfway. I pray every now and then. I read my Bible occasionally. Well, I tried tithing once, but I didn't really see a difference in my finances, so I stopped. Or I tried a 21-day fast, but I only got four days in and nothing really changed. A few years ago, I was doing Whole30, and uh, hey, look, I made it 22 days into that thing. I lost 15 pounds, pretty good effort, but I gave up too soon. And I wonder what the results would have been if I had committed fully, to go all the way. And that's what trust is. You can't halfway trust somebody in a relationship. Marriage doesn't work out unless you fully trust the person that you're going into that life commitment with. In this Christian walk, we have to fully trust and follow Jesus as our Lord and Master because He alone is worthy of it all. He is a God that we can trust in. Let me close with this. Right now in the world, people are so polarized. People want to know where you stand. They want to know where your church stands. My challenge, stand for Jesus. Make him the Lord of your life. Seek his kingdom first. Put Jesus above everything else and let him be your master. Let him be your stance. See, I don't love the marginalized just to prove a point. No, I love Jesus and I've placed him first and therefore I serve those in need. And I love the marginalized. I don't preach unity and racial reconciliation to prove a point. I love Jesus. And as a result of that, I'm for unity. I'm for racial reconciliation. Today we've drawn so many lines in the sand and we wanna fit Jesus and his church into our box and to whatever point of view that we have. But if that's the case, then you are your own master, not Jesus. Make him Lord. Listen, whatever Jesus said, lived, and taught, that's what we align with here at Bridges. That's what Bridges stands for. Whatever the Bible has to say on all of these matters that culture is screaming about, whether it comes to identity or sexuality, listen, we align with the Word of God, not the voice of culture. You know, the kingdom of God is counter-cultural. But I wonder how many people that would identify as a Christian care more about being culturally relevant than countercultural, and following after the kingdom of God. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. So why are we trying so hard to be? He needs to be the Lord of everything in your life, the Lord of your thoughts, the Lord of your action, the Lord of your family, the Lord of your money, the Lord of your social media, Lord of all Romans 10 verses 9 through 13 if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved as scripture says anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Listen, if you're watching today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you've never fully trusted him and you're exhausted from being your own master, then this is your moment. I want you to reach out to us with the number that you see on the screen And one of our staff members is gonna pray with you and pray for you and help you make the decision that will be the best decision you ever make in taking a step of faith. Or maybe you've called yourself a Christian for a while but you realize that your life looks more like you're trying to lead Jesus instead of the other way around. Make him the Lord and master of your life and everything will change, I promise you that. You'll start to experience life in the best and fullest way that it can be. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your love, for your compassion for us. We thank you that you're a master that we can trust. Lord, help us to make you Lord of all. Help us not to serve any other masters, but to follow after you with our whole heart, fully devoted to you. Right now, I wanna pray for anyone who's making that decision to put their faith in Christ for the very first time. Lord, would you fill their room with your presence, with your peace, and with your love today. God, would you help them to experience life to the fullest as it says in John 10, verse 10. Jesus, you've come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. God, we love you, we bless you, we honor you, and we trust you, and we pray all of this in the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.